Hi guys. Wow. That was so unenthusiastic. I feel like I should be a little more excited. But I am. I really am. I can't believe I'm doing this. Finally. Finally. Fuckingly. I have been wanting to fucking record a podcast for like so long. You can ask any of my friends. Actually, I only have two friends. But they'll say the same thing. Because I keep telling them to like, yeah, like we need to, you know, you have like those conversations. And it's like, oh, well, we should probably like we should record a podcast you're like so into that like the conversation's so good but it's never as like good as you think that it is it really isn't because <laughs> it's in the moment you're you're with your friend you're comfortable you have been around for like maybe a couple of hours so you're like the conversation's like going you know you're like on a roll the, the you know the, the stuff is flowing there's like things being discussed that's very heated it's like opinions are being thrown out there and you're like oh everyone should hear this this conversation is so good <laughs> but it's not good i promise you Should I introduce myself? How does this work? This is why I should not be allowed with the microphone. What is up? What What is going on? Okay, I don't know what's going on with the accents. Hi, guys. I, my name is, um, forgets her name. Okay, so my first name is Gamze. Um, Turkish. Okay, live in the Netherlands. Um, fucking first generation college student. You know, how it be, represent, <laughs> this is so cringe. Um, no, but it's true though. I feel like I have like some intake that I can give you guys on life here in the Netherlands, being a Turkish person <laughs> with Turkish culture, because <laughs> it's not as, I don't know, self-explanatory as you'd think. There's a lot of like stuff happening all the time. I, I want to get into all of this in like a couple of episodes, but Today we're gonna keep it low key and we're gonna like keep it chill and get not that heated. Yeah, so what do I do? Oh yeah, so I'm a student and a full-time daughter. <laughs> Love you, mom. I used to do a lot of stuff. Like I used to be so into like YouTube, but like fucking record so many vlogs and like edit them and then they'd never get uploaded. Some of them did, um, but they were cringy, so I took them down. Yeah, so um I mean, I want to pick it up again. I miss doing creative stuff. I miss being creative. I've been so busy with school. This year has been so fucking tough on me. I swear. Like, I've been, I'm doing this really rigorous program um, at this kind of... I mean, I'm not going to say it's prestigious because it's not prestigious. Like, everyone can get in. But, I mean... Okay, so the system here is a little different. But, like, it's it's a, it's a challenging college okay that's what I can say it's challenging and I don't have really have time for stuff like that so um it's nice to sort of get back into this and do and be creative and you know let those creative things flow in get those juices going <laughs> okay so I actually I was like I <laughs> this podcast idea came into my mind yesterday as I was laying in bed trying to sleep after I finished this assignment for school and I like handed it in and I'm, I'm like trying to sleep and I don't know if you guys have the same thing but when I try to sleep after like not after I force myself to not go to sleep because I was like doing the assignment I can't sleep <laughs> I just I can't I can't get myself to like fall asleep 
So usually my mind's like racing. I'm probably thinking about like fucking anything and everything that one can think about. It's like the most random shit. So yesterday, of course, like it's 5 a.m. and I have to be up in three hours, but I'm thinking about podcasts. And I was like, oh, I, I'm like literally thinking of this conversation I'm having right now. I know it's a one-sided conversation, but it's a conversation and I'm having it right now. And I was thinking about this conversation as I was trying to sleep. So I wrote it down in my notes app and I've been like trying to send it to myself, but I couldn't get it to send it. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to email it to myself. So now I have my notes on my email and it's funny. It's just funny. I just want to tell that story. No one cares, but. <laughs> so last week I was talking to this guy that I met. So we're talking through video call and we're playing this game called We're Not Really Strangers. If you guys are familiar with it, that's great. If you're not, it's a great game, actually. Like, I really recommend it if you're sort of... You can even play it with, like, people that you already know because it's not just for strangers. But it's basically like a game you have to, like, answer, like, sort of... You know, you have to, like, show... A, you have to be vulnerable. That's the whole purpose of the game. Even The creator, like, has this little note in it. It's really cute. It says, like... Um, there's two ways to play this game. One, play to win, something like that. And then second is like to something like play honest or something like that. I can't remember. But and then she says like, that's the way to win. So you, you only win if you're like vulnerable. Like the first level is perception. And the second level is connection. So we start with perception. Hold up. I'm going like, to get the cards that we used yesterday. This is so mean. Like, I'm not trying to be mean. I bless his heart. He's he's great. He's a great guy. And this is not to, like, diminish him. I'm just telling you my experience. <laughs> you listen to this. Like, the, the okay. So the questions would be, like, um, we sort of, like, easy. It was, like, do, okay. So the question is, like, do I seem like someone who would get a na name tattooed on myself? Why or why not? And I mean, I knew, obviously, the answer for him would probably be no, because yes, because no. So, yeah. Then the, <laughs> it's like, do you think I intimidate others? Why or why not? Uh, I was like, yeah, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> like, you intimidate me. <laughs> like, I'm scared right now. Um, and he laughed. He was like, yeah, no, I mean, I guess he, he said things like, yeah, like people are afraid of being content and it was just it was really really inspirational then we like got into some deeper questions right okay let me like pull them out right now right so we get to a question it's like what's the last thing you lied to your mother about and of course this man answers like i don't lie ever i'm like ever he's like never <laughs> Who never lies? That's a first of all, that's a lie. Everyone lies. Come on. It's like a little while. That's what I said to him too. I was like, it's a you come on. Like you you have to have lied before. Everyone lies. You what the fuck do you say when you like go out clubbing and drinking and then you come home and your mom calls you and this, she's like, Where have you been? Like, why aren't you asking? And you're like, Well, you can't just or I don't know, what if you like like can't, Am I allowed to be like make like dirty jokes there? Like, what if you're like doing something that you're not supposed to be doing, and your mom's asking, "What are you doing?" Like, do you say what you're doing? No, you're not. You're lying. It's a little white lie. It's okay. Everyone does it. It's to protect each other from the truth, because no one wants to know the truth, especially your mom. Um. So, 
anyway, so this guy is like, oh, no, I don't like. I'm like, oh, you know, what? okay, I'll just like, fine, sure, good for you, man. And <laughs> so the next question is like, oh, yeah. The question is like, what is something you wouldn't want to change about yourself? And he's like, I, I wouldn't want to change anything about myself. He's like, I love, I, I, I love everything. <laughs> Gosh, good for you. I sound like such a hater. Oh my god! I swear, I'm not hating on this man. This is just, it was just a little like, in it was interesting because you know the whole purpose of the game is to be vulnerable and. I'm not saying, hey, listen, maybe he actually doesn't like want to change anything about himself. And that's awesome. That's a great point to be at if you're there. But it doesn't like feel like you're like connecting, if that makes sense. And I don't know, maybe that's like a me problem. Maybe I'm the problem that I can't connect with someone that isn't uh, flawed. Maybe that's coming from somewhere like deeper. <laughs> I don't know. should probably talk to my therapist about that. But so yeah but i mean it's like okay so i don't know what did i answer i was like yeah i don't know maybe you should like get up earlier or some shit because then i get scared to be vulnerable too i'm like okay well i'm not going to tell you my deepest darkest thoughts about what i should change about myself like that's the point of this fucking thing like you're supposed to be vulnerable right so i, I mean i i so i come up with like the stupidest fucking superficial shit ever i'm like oh i could probably wake up earlier like no i don't care about waking up earlier i don't care that I, like i don't need to change that i probably should but like i don't need to like that's not the answer i want to give you so <laughs> it was funny i'm like looking back I was, I was frustrated man i was frustrated and then then another question is like are you lying to yourself about anything of course he's like no of course he's like no i don't lie Oh, come on i lie about everything like i mean to myself i'm like oh sure i got it about like an assignment that i should probably do right now and i'm not doing it i'm like oh i got it. i'll do it later don't don't lie you're not gonna do it later you're gonna fucking watch netflix you're gonna you're gonna call your friend and you're gonna have a conversation of three hours and then not finish your fucking assignment that's what's happening someone's gonna text you let's hang you're gonna be like fuck it i'll go i'll like do it later i'll do it tomorrow you have to test the study for it and i'm not studying for it i'm like oh I'll, I'll learn it's easy it's an easy chapter it's fuck. it's not it's the cognitive abilities no one fucking knows what that is okay i don't know you don't know no one knows what's happening i'm lying to myself i don't need to go out i should probably study right now so yes i do lie okay <laughs> i i am lying about stuff and he probably is too he's just let's see um oh this one okay i'm gonna finish it off with this one it was like the question was have you ever told someone i love you but didn't mean it if so why of course he's like no i don't lie of course he says that good for him you know bless the person that like he is and the the routes that he had to take to become that person i'm like oh fuck yeah he didn't get the question at first i'm like oh of course i lied and he's like oh come on you sometimes you say i love you when you're mad and you don't mean it or like you're in a situation especially as women you know we, we fucking we go through shit okay like we have to protect ourselves sometimes um i've had instances where i had to say i love you to like my ex and i didn't mean it sorry if you're listening buddy <laughs> you're great actually you're not you're a fucking abusive piece of oh my god <laughs> it just got like dark really quickly um 
<laughs> okay, I'm gonna move on from this subject. So it was, it was upsetting. I was mad. I was like, Ugh, okay, you know, I, I'm sorry, I can't compete with you. And I know it's not a competition. Like, we don't have to compete. But like, we can't. If you're not being vulnerable with me, I'm gonna give you shitty answers too. I'm gonna be like most fucking superficial shit. I got mad, and then I got mad at myself. I was like, why am I getting mad? I got mad that I got mad. Mm-hmm. Make it make sense. All right. Now I want to talk to you guys about this fucking amazing, just juiciest, just eyeball gouching, um, gut wrenching, insanely juicy beef. Okay. I'm not talking about the meat. I'm a pescatarian. All right. I'm talking about beef. Like in Dutch, we say sensa. It's sensa because it's sensational. It's it's sensatsy. It's and it's not just any kind of beef, too. It's like fucking TM, TMZ, whatever that network is. It ain't got nothing on this shit. This shit is ancient, but it's so so hardcore that it has gotten the most. It's like the most well-known beef, probably. So I want to talk to you guys about <laughs> academic beef. <laughs> this, <laughs> listen, okay. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're we're at this point in my life where I'm talking about school in this way. But come on, it's so it's it's great beef. You have to like hear this. So there's this dude in psychology, right? He did a study on verbal behavior. His name is Skinner. The guy's, you know, Skinner be skinning. He was, yeah, okay, I'll stop. He was studying verbal behavior. What does that mean? It's like he claimed, he was like looking at like how we learn language. And he claims like we learn language by hearing words. And we learn it by, um, with this like thing, it's called stimuli and response. So uh, let's say you hand me a muffin, you have like a muffin in your hand. And then when I say, like, do you want the muffin? The moment you say, yes, I want the muffin, you get the muffin. The stimuli is the is the sentence, do you want the muffin? And then the response is yes. And then that's, like, when you get the muffin, you know that... Well, the muffin is actually a stimuli. So you when you get the muffin, you know that uh, when you say, yes, I want the muffin, or yes, that's how you get the muffin. So that's, like, verbal behavior. So it's, like, you say something and you get something in return, probably, that you want. So he did this on rats sorry to the vegans listening but and it, they had like this palette and like they could you know they it, it's the same concept right so so this dude skinner he as i said he claims that that's how we learn language he claims that in our brain something happens where we sort of save this um the, we save we save those sentences if that makes sense and then we like learn that if if x person says this and you say why then you get z or something like that now <laughs> then there's another guy this guy his name is chomsky okay he's just chomping <laughs> oh my gosh i'm so sorry to all the academics listening to this they're probably cringing they're like oh this girl where's the respect no i swear these men have changed lives probably um, when it comes to behavior, but okay, so <laughs> Chomsky wiped the floor with the Skinner. Okay, he was like, "Hell, this is listen to me." 
when I tell you, this is Logan Paul beef level, okay? This is like fucking Austin McBroom versus, what's his name? Bryce, Bryce Hall. <laughs> this is that shit, okay? Like if it was this around this time that it was happening, because it was like happening in the, I think, 1950s or something, maybe even earlier, I don't know. Sorry. If I'm supposed to know this actually, but if it was around this time, they'd probably have already recorded multiple videos on this and made multiple bets. And they had, they would literally have like made diss tracks. Okay. Chomsky made a diss track from his time. He sat in his room, like, hold my beer. I'm going to wipe the floor. No, actually, he, he's an academic, so he probably was like, hold my tea. Okay. He was like, hold my tea. And he explained how he debunked this whole thing. Okay, so Chomsky, <laughs> he made the roast of the decennia, okay? He said, he wrote a review. And this review, according to my professor, is like the most read review in academics. In this review, I swear, you have to like read it. So like some parts of it is really, really hard to understand. It's kind of tough. I'm like, I was reading it. I was like, you don't, you know, why do academics always like feel the need to write things in a certain way where it's like, they could, that could have been so much easier. Like you could have written that in one sentence and it's like a free fucking three paragraph thing. Um, he explained multiple things. He has his own theory too about this whole stimuli response thing. He basically says like, uh, he said, well, Skinner, actually, actually, bitch, let me tell you. <laughs> um, so he, Chomsky's model is like, there's a stimuli, sure. And then in between the stimuli and the response, so in between you asking, do you want the muffin? And the, you saying, the other person saying yes, there's, it's called a black box. And the black box is his, that's his model. So in, in the black box, there is... Um, cognitive functions, right? So it's, I don't know, memory, um, language, a lot of stuff. The language thing is actually kind of important to know. So I'm going to explain how language acquisition works. So when you're born, there's been studies on how if you're, when your mom's pregnant. So when you're still a fetus about to be born, so you even like learn language then. So when you hear uh, your, maybe like your dad's talking to you, or like people are talking around you, or your mom's talking to you while you're in her belly, then apparently you pick that up. Um, so whatever. So f let's just say for the sake of this explanation from zero, from age zero to age around 12, 11 is your critical period. Um, that is when you learn the most f when it comes to language. So that's like, if you're like a sponge then for like all the words and all the things and everything. Now you have to think about it this way. Think about how you were taught language. Think about your native language. You were never set down by your parents and they were never like, let's say your native language is English. They were never like, listen, Johnny. Um, <laughs> your parents were never like, listen, Johnny, you put the verb after the noun. Otherwise, it doesn't work. You never were set down. I mean, you were in high school, but before that, you could speak. You could make sentences, hopefully. Um, unless you have some sort of like neurodivergent situation, maybe. But like assuming that you're all healthy and well, yours you were like you could speak before you learn grammar. You could make sentences, right? The way that this works is our brain like saves like here's sentences that your parents make. So in some sense Skinner was right. 
he 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 had a point a little bit like we hear it and then we sort of we so you do re like repeat what they're saying however there is no possible way for you to have learned every possible sentence with every possible word that you could because that's there's infinite there's infinite amount of sentences that you can make however you learn grammar by hearing sentences and then your brain sort of i wish i could like show you guys but i can't but you have to like think of it as a um it's like a tree so you're so basically what it does is that your brain just like saves um it hears a, a sentence that is assumingly correct and then it saves those rules it's insane what the brain can do but it like saves the rules and then it applies it to other words and then it creates and that that way you can like create new sentences so knowing this, I don't think that he came up with the whole tree thing, but um, I, I think Chomsky definitely used this. And this is what he means with the black box. According to Skinner, Skinner is saying like, dude, like, no, you just like hear it and then you save that sentence and that's it. But that's impossible, dude. Like, come on. Chomsky was like, shut, shut up. <laughs> Chomsky, like, you're an idiot. Okay. No, he didn't say that, but he kind of meant it. He did. He said, like, you can't possibly learn all of the sentences to ever exist. And that's the way that you're speaking. That's not true. Like, that's not what's happening. So that's the muffin debunked, right? So then he went on to this other thing. And he said, like, if that was true with the muffin thing, too, what would happen? Okay, so let's say you're going to cross the street, right? And you're walking. So there's a car coming. And someone shouts, watch out, car coming. Something like that. You know what that means. You know that you're screwed. You're gonna like back back the fuck up. Yeah, you're gonna like go whoop. Mm -mm. Not dying today. If Skinner's theory would be true, then you would still walk because, like, the very first time ever in your life that you hear. I mean, it probably happens multiple times in your life right where you're like don't look really and you cross the street something's like a car's coming but the very first time that this happens the very very first time that means that you haven't heard that sequence of sentences before or there's a chance that you haven't heard it before and that would mean that you would still walk because you're like i don't know that sense <laughs> you're like i don't know what you say <laughs> right that doesn't make sense chomsky's like shut up chomsky's like you're an idiot and he's right. Chomsky's right. It's like, no, I'm, I mean, I did say in class, I was like, actually, I kind of think that both, both are a little bit right. I think that they both sort of, because Skinner also had like other um, theories with his model. Because in some sense, stimuli, um, giving stimuli and then having a response works not really with verbal behavior, but I would say with other behavioral methods. I think that in clinical psychology, it's being used a lot, perhaps, or like in self-help psychology. You'll see it in a lot of books like Atomic Habits or The Subtle Art of Nug. I don't know. You know, the self-help books. It's a lot of like, oh, like you have to, you, you do this, so your response is this, or I don't know. There's a lot of behavioral psychology happening. It's like the Pavlov dog thing, right? Um... You know how they say, like, oh, well, don't reward bad behavior with good stuff. Like, if you're not going out for a run, don't treat yourself on, I don't know, chocolate. <laughs>
in my opinion, he's kind of right. I was like, yeah, well, they, I, I don't think there's a world where neither of them, neither of those models like are either right or wrong. I think that they can go hand in hand. However, in verbal behavior, mm, there's definitely a black box. And there's no way that it's just, you, <laughs> you learn, imagine if that was the case. Like, you learn every sentence possible. And you're like 13 and your first boyfriend breaks up with you and he's like, I don't love you. And you're like, what does that mean? You're like, my mom and dad never said that to me. <laughs> you're like, I don't, I don't understand. And he's like, you're stupid, Becca. And you're like, what? Can you explain to me what that means? And he's like, this is my point. You always do this. And you're like, wait, Josh, no. I don't know what you mean. He's like, get out. Get out? Where? And he's like, well, I never loved you. And it's like, oh, well, I know that one. My mom says it all the time. <laughs> um, sorry, Becca. Poor Becca. She must... Like going through. So yeah, that's it. That's the academic weapon. It's the roast of the decennia. The fucking black box. Fucking Chomsky wiping the floor with Skinner. <laughs> Imagine that's how we do things in academics. We're like, yo, stop writing reviews for each other. Get in the ring. Tell him why his theory and his model is shitty. Okay, debunk that shit. Give him an uppercut and be like, oh, yeah, your hypothesis, your hypothesis, dude, <laughs> you're so dumb. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, cognition is crazy, guys. It's crazy what our mind can, mind can do. <laughs> I sound like a chat that's like from from Venice and it has like, that like served for the first time. It's like learning about planktons. He's like, guys, nature's crazy. You know what I mean? Like just, you know, osmosis, fucking chloroplasts and shit. Yeah, mitochondria. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Chad. You're right. It's crazy. Our university just released this whole article on Chad GPT. And they're saying like, well, you know, don't use it unless you're being asked to use it. And of course, no one's going to ask to use it. But like a bunch of... So we had this like course, Statistics in R. And it's basically... I mean... For I don't know for how I know that a lot of um, college kids had this course because it's like I think R is like preferred way to do statistics in academics. But with us, we had like we had a, a full like one month of boot camp <laughs> where it was like nine to five. You had to be at school and like work on this project, um, like a final report where you had to uh, anal do like data analysis in our studio on our research project i think this like this the ai thing just came out and i mean a lot of a bunch of my classmates were using it and at some point our ta was like yeah sure like you can use this but our professor didn't really know about that and he was like well you're not supposed to use it and like our ta didn't well, whatever you know there was a miscommunication happening but so they were using it and um to generate code okay so if you don't know what r is it's like you you can do like programming in it but within like universities it's mostly used to do data analysis <laughs> i don't i tell you for a moment there i felt like elon musk i don't know if he does code. actually wait i think mark zuckerberg does i don't know i feel like a computer science guy okay i feel like oh, look at me with my zeros and my ones my binary models <laughs> i was like clickety clackety on my laptop 
and I had mental breakdowns and I was like, oh, I fit into the computer science stereotype. I love it here. I don't ever want to leave. I'm going to be a millionaire. Um, it was fun though. I was having fun. I was like, I hated my life, but I loved it. Oh gosh. Call me a masochist. Yeah. So I had to like do a bunch of code in the first week and like learn how to sort of, um, get along with the program and it was fun. I had fun <laughs> until we had to do data analysis. And then it was like, oh, yeah, like fucking figure out. What was it? Oh, inferential statistics. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we had to do like longitudinal something, something. And then it is, and then there's like the whole part where you have to explain what you're doing. And it's like, I can't do it. Like, give me the coding. I'll code for you. Like, I, I'll write down the script. I fucking loved scripting. I loved writing in the box and like having the error and like trying to fix it and figure out this like you're missing a comma you're missing a fucking comma and like all the tiktoks that i would see where it was like computer science talk and then they would like make tiktoks i'm like oh well when you've been like we've been coding the whole night and then you figure out that you just you missed the little parentheses you missed <laughs> you missed the second parentheses which is why your whole code has not been working and you can't knit the file into an html the, okay all this is like lingo that's just unnecessary so uh, basically if you're it's it's a really precise thing if you just miss one comma it doesn't work so you have to be precise and that's the fun part it was really fun doing that but um getting to <laughs> getting to that point it was it was tough it was long hours um it felt good to like dip my toes into the computer science world though i think i'm gonna like tackle python next talk 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 coding to me <laughs> you're gonna put the binary <laughs> you're gonna put the binary models next <laughs> oh, oh did you generate this script properly did you like did you, or did you work in the console did you copy your your work to the script oh it didn't oh oh it's not working oh well i knew i should have called Zuckerberg not you stupid Microsoft <laughs> what has this what has this episode become the next episode is going to be so much more fun um talking about politics I kind of want to bring this up because it's important to me if you have a dollar a euro a pesos any value a pound that you can spare or maybe like your morning coffee of four dollars or something please donate to the turkish earthquake foundations um i would try and see if i can link some in this episode of this week and my heart truly goes out to all of the victims that have been affected by the earthquake and you know, it's it's interesting because, um, see, they 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 say these things like we can never really. Un I mean, I I'm gonna speak for myself, but like mostly people that don't live there, or yeah, actually everyone that doesn't live there can never attest to what they're going through and what how they're feeling, and um, how bad it is. Um, even if you're seeing it on Instagram and you're reposting things, which is great, we need to like let people hear about this because then it you know it gets attention and then it you know people donate and the help is getting there where it's supposed to be or at least we hope so it's kind of difficult for me because 
I mean, I used to be one of those people that was like, well, yeah, well, posting doesn't do anything it does. It kind of does. You need to, like, let your voice be heard. But sometimes people tend to, like, overdo it. Um, what I mean with that is, like, we, here in the Netherlands, some people have been, like, you know, bless their hearts. They mean well. They, um, they, they like, packed up a bunch of, like, clothing, like, warm clothes, like, warm jackets and stuff like that to send out there and, like, to ship with trucks but a lot of it is kind of um i'm not gonna say it's for show because i'm sure that they mean well but it sometimes feels like that you know it's like do you really need to like cry on tiktok like do you is that really necessary i'm not hating sh listen to me if you're it is emotional it was really emotional at the time when it was really like raw it was like fresh and it just happened it's like it's this crazy news and it's upsetting. It is. If you feel the need to, to cry and to be upset, please, please be emotional. The worst thing that you can do is prop, like keep your emotions to yourself and like, like just not cry and be like, oh, I gotta be a man. Like, no, 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 no. Let those tears, baby, let those tears flow. But what is it with the need to cry on social media? Like, I'm trying to see this from their perspective. Maybe it's to like, I'm trying to see it this way. So it could be where they're thinking is like, okay, well, if I do this, if I cry and I post this, then um, people will feel sorry and they will donate. That's a That's a possible thing that they're thinking. It makes sense a little bit. I get it. Uh, some people are sensitive to crying. I personally, I as a crier myself, I'm like, I'm immune to it now. I'm like, I don't, like, listen, babe, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Um, I'm just thinking about the other side, which is like, you really just prompted up your phone, started crying, and then was like, okay, like you looked back at it to your phone. You're looking at yourself, the video that you just recorded of yourself crying and they're like, oh, I'm going to post this. Hashtag FYP. Hashtag for you. Hashtag for you page. Hashtag donate. It's just a thought. It's just, let's debate it. You know, let's think about that a little bit. Let's like, let it, let it like marinate in your mind. And then there's the whole thing of, you know, um, the money that is being donated. And I'm not going to get too much into politics because I don't want to like get canceled the first episode. <laughs> but I do think that there are some scares of where the money is going. And I understand. I understand. The best thing to do is just give to the nonprofits, uh, the NGOs, the nonprofit organizations like um, you have Ahbap Ahb Ahb and what's the other one? Afat, I think. Um, I know that Ahbap is really good. And Haluk Levant is like really involved with them. And he's been doing great stuff. Which, you know, see, that's the other side of the whole crying on TikTok thing. Like, he's he's being great on social media. He's getting the... And it's like, it's also like the... the um, I think it's the audience. It's like, what what is some random dude living in Rotterdam crying on TikTok going to do versus Haluk Levent? You know what I mean? Like, you have to think about that. Like, what's your audience? Like, what are we here going to do? Like, sure, we donate money. We, like, we... You know, I, I, I tried to find, like, some jackets that were not worn and, like, sent them out. And that's all we can do. 
And the problem is, the funny thing is, I've like I've seen things, and I don't, feel, I really don't want to like draw conclusions from what I've been seeing on social media because I know that things get twisted so much, especially in Turkey. There's so much censoring happening and stuff. Um, but I did see. I don't know if it's true, so you know, don't like quote me on it. I, I saw like people are not wearing the clothes that have been donated in the areas of you know the earthquake because um, it's secondhand. I don't. I've seen like videos and stuff. I, I don't want to draw conclusions, but you know, it makes me think. It makes me think of someone once said to me, I can't remember. Turkish people there think very short term. Apparently, like some people were offered to like get out of the house because the construction wasn't properly done. So the foundation of the building is not good enough for to be surviving in earthquakes. And they were like asked to like leave and like live somewhere else for a while while that's being fixed or whatever. And the people were like, well, no, like, is it done now? Like, is it can we like live now? And it's like, no, well, it's going to take a year before the whole building is like reconstructed properly. And they're like, a year? No, no, no. No, no, no. We want to like, we want to live here. We just want to stay home. You know, that's, see, that's what I mean. Like, it's it's very short term. It's it's interesting. They, uh, I think there's a lot of politics happening with the way that they um, get authorized to build. The government aided, like funded buildings, like their structure versus like someone that did it on their own or something or like a, a, a building that's owned by just like a civilian and not the government i don't know there's a lot to say on rules and restrictions and, and policies that are uh, implied in the whole area i think even in the whole country like uh, the thing i'm thinking is like turkey so the education system is fucked up okay it's unfair it's like it's not stimulating to the it's i guess it's fair but it's like not stimulating because they have to get tested so much as far as i've like learned so what happens like they finish high school they have to get tests they do a test to get into college and then at, after college like they do obviously you like have exams during college and then after they like graduate they have to do another exam in order to start the job that they want and they have to do another and it's like a lot of exams the point is they're being filtered it's a lot of filtering that's happening in the education system on one hand, of course, it's not very stimulating for a young person to be studying then. You know, you, they tend to like, after doing the most bare minimum, they like stop school and then they start working, um, which is very unfortunate because education is a privilege, um, of course. Uh, but on the other hand, though, with this system, what you have is these very, very smart educated people right because there are people that go through that whole filter they keep getting tested and exam after exam after exam and they're extremely smart and we have so many of those people in turkey and the thing is we also have a lot of like what's the english term for that like seismoloog isn't it's in dutch but so like i think i guess people dealing with um you know, plates, like tectonic plates and like geographers. I don't know if that's the right term that I'm using. You know, people that are have, have studied that, you know, they know the earth, they know core things of grounds and you know what I mean, right? It's geography stuff. So we have these academically rigorous studied 
people and um, professionals, if you will. And we have a bunch of them there. And they've been warning these people. Turkey is on, like, the whole, the whole country is surrounded by these plates, these tectonic plates. And, you know, when they, like, bump into each other and, like, the earthquakes happen, whatever. And this is a known fact. The problem is just there's a lot of, like, in Turkish they say torpil, um, which is, like, I don't even know. Let me, actually, let me look that up. Okay, so Turkish English Dictionary says it's giving preferential treatment. Yeah, so the government is getting preferential treatment, if you will, right? Um, it's like you know some people in some places. That's where that's what it like comes down to, and that's so unfortunate because you have these people that know what they're doing, and then you don't listen to them because you're trying to make some money. Like half of the money fucking goes to, you know, people in high places. I'm not getting into politics, I said, but here I am talking shit. <laughs> Sorry for all the. For all the stands, let me like not let me not get into that right now. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate. It's because it could have been it could have been prevented. Did you guys see that video of like fucking Japan with the nine point two earthquake and you see those build? I mean, sh that's fucked up by the way. Like fucking fucking scary as fuck, bro. Nine point two. That shit's scary as hell. Um, but these fucking skyscrapers just barely moving. They were moving, but they were not falling onto the ground and crumpling into like a million pieces like what's been happening in Marash and Antip and all these uh, in Syria. And that just shows, you know, it makes me think how, how, how much does the government care? And I was thinking, I was like, you know what? It's free to say living in the Netherlands is a tiny ass country. Like it's 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 the size of Michigan. It's the size of wait, it was Konya. I think Konya was the size of the Netherlands. My point is like it's easy for me to say. Like our government doesn't have a lot of land to be like controlling over. It's easier to implement new laws and um, policies and rules and whatever. But then again, he has the budget for it. So like, babes, really. You're really messing up here. You're really not doing what you should be doing. And he's got to stop assigning his cousins into ministries that they don't belong to. It's like, yo, hey, fucking, I don't know. Give me a random three. Mimits, okay. Hey, Mimits, you're my cousin. You can do two plus two. Why don't you do the ministry of economics for us? Huh? Yeah, come on. You, what's your name? Leila, okay. Leila, what you, you what what college you go to? Hmm? Did you study? Oh, you know two Rihanna songs, Drake. Okay, you're doing Ministry of Foreign Affairs, Foreign Exchange. What is it? Ex foreign Exchange, Foreign Affairs. Yeah, Foreign Affairs. Yeah, you're gonna go. You're gonna pick out the ambassadors of our. Let's go. We're slaying. I feel like that's how it. <laughs> I feel like that's how it like goes on over there torpid torpid um again if you want to donate please check out the links of this podcast episode and i mean all we can do is pray really please donate 
if you can, don't buy coffee on Friday. Just buy someone some water and dinner while they're staying in tents. Trying to make this as dramatic. I mean, hey, at least I'm not crying on. Okay, so it really, seriously though, I want to like bring out guests um, and record with them, mainly because I think the experience here. I want to like talk about the uh, experience being an immigrant daughter in the Netherlands. Stuff like toxic culture here. Of how, bro, I want to tell you this place like sucks. Like y'all stereotypes Amsterdam so much, but. I mean, you know, you gotta like, you gotta keep things in their value, in their core value. But this place isn't as great as you guys make it seem, in my opinion. Now, I have lived in two countries, mainly in the Netherlands. I've lived six months in New Jersey. I want to talk about that in a whole nother episode of my experience there. Coming back here after that experience, after being there for six months, it's opened my eyes to so much. Especially, like, just how people from every generation, like, act differently. And, like, just the, the stereotypical things that happens. The taboo within the Turkish community here. And then the general, like, European Turkish community. So much politics. <laughs> Yay! I'm gonna be, like, the fucking Hassan Piker. <laughs> oh gosh okay well that's it from me today i hope you all enjoyed this episode give me a little follow give me a little follow rainy nope y'all are probably gonna block me after that outro um no but seriously um add me on instagram gamze simanos should i spell it out for you that's g-a-m-z-e-s-i-m-a-n-u-r and on TikTok, it's not .cmat. Send me DMs on what y'all want to hear. If you want to be a guest on the episode, send me a DM. Let's talk. Let's see what we can do. We can make it happen. We can make things happen. This is fun. This is an open platform. Everyone has a voice here. Except if you're a racist. Actually, then I want to. Then I want you to talk to. I want to hear why why you think the way that you do. Like, what's going on in that little, silly little brain of yours? So, thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye! <laughs>